This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome back to the second season of HFC Chat. I'm delighted we've entered into another period of producing podcasts. It was something that, you know, I've had a lot of positive feedback from the fan base about, and I hope that, you know, we can keep this going. We just want to put a disclaimer out there that, you know, there's no direct affiliation to HFC. Uh, it's all opinions based. Myself and uh, Adam Davison, who's now joined me as a permanent host. Um, everyone who comes onto the podcast is included in that. We all have different views about how the club should be run on and off the pitch, etc. So I just wanted to make that clear to everyone that there is no direct affiliation to HUFC. Now, Davo, you've taken over the socials in the last few days due to my university commitments. I wonder whether you could just tell us a little bit about that and how you want to encourage fan engagement going forward. Yeah, so first of all, I want to say thank you for this opportunity. And secondly, in relation to your question, it's massively important uh, for fan engagement. We need as much of it as possible to enable us to produce the best content we possibly can and to make it as enjoyable for the listeners as possible. And so if you have any suggestions at all of how we can improve engagement after this podcast is released... I'm going to put out a tweet on our Twitter page at, H- at HFC Chat and on the Facebook page at Hartlepool United News. Comment down in the comment section all your suggestions. We'll go through them and decide what is the best way to go forward. Yeah, that's absolutely perfect. I think that was something when we were planning the podcast we really wanted to highlight. Um, you know, this podcast is made by ourselves as the fans for you as fans we want something that you can engage with and you can relate to so please do if you have any in in ways in which we can improve or things that you want to suggest going forward please don't hesitate to get in touch as adam said our twitter handle is at hufc chat and then facebook is hartlepool united news if you're not already liking or following those pages please go ahead and continue to support us with this podcast 
It's been an extremely strange start to this season in more ways than one. I mean, obviously there's no fans in the ground at all, but to be winning three from three, I don't think even with Dave Chandler at the wheel, we we imagined that to be that start. And it was the first game against Aldershot at home. That was the first time we've won a home game to start the season since Morecambe in 2015. Davo, you're a season ticket holder and you get access to the stream. I was just wondering whether you could tell us a little bit and give us a bit of insight about the older shot game and how it went. Yeah, the, the first half was a, a real glimpse, I think, of what this team is capable of and what Dave Challoner is really about. Um, 1-0 at half-time, I think, really flattered older shot. Um, it could have been 2-3 with the chances that we had. I think the real shame about that game was the second half. You know, the standards dropped. We took our foot off the gas. We allowed them to press from the front. We conceded a really scruffy goal from really from the halfway line. Stuff like that. When a club like us, you want to be up there challenging to get out this league. Mm. Mistakes like that really need to be eradicated from our performances. Yeah, I mean, I was listening. It's, it's a different situation for us all because non-season ticket holders or people who haven't purchased the stream, you know, we listen on different by different means. I was listening to T's commentary and I had the same assessment, really. You know, we had a class first half, tempo really high. And then going into the second half, it was, it was just what pools have been like in the past. You know, we weren't, it was a game of two halves, really. We lacked tempo. But I think the main thing to take from that was that we, we ground out the result and we got the first three points of the season we then moved on to Chesterfield Tuesday night another win coming from behind we went most people saying it's a dubious penalty I've got to agree having seen that but to come back again from one nil down um, shows really you know real determination um, with Ryan Johnson coming on as a substitute and grabbing the second goal was really well taken for a defender I think it's just good that we, you know, we grew into the game and although we were behind, we just showed what we were really about. I think Dave might have given them a bit of a, you know, a kick up the bum at half time. But what were your were your views on the game? It's quite difficult because I neither watched it nor listened to it. But the consensus that I got from the game was the first half was similar to the Old Shock game. It was poor. It, we went 1-0 down. But the thing about that game is that I mean, how many times have we said last season we went 1-0 down and we've just never recovered? Mm. So to see us come out in the second half to not only come back in the game but to win it shows, I think, great mentality, not from the players but from Challenger as well, to get them playing to to the right standards. Yeah, I mean... You know, we obviously went in 1-0 up in the first game. It was complete opposite, you know, to be 1-0 down at half-time and to not be playing the same football that we really wanted to see the lads play. It was just, you know, it was good, positive. We've got to look at the positive that we grinded out the result and we grew into the game and they seemed to struggle with us towards the end. Obviously, they went down to 10 men for that horrendous um, tackle on Ben Killett. Now, on to Saturday, we beat Maidenhead 4-0 and, you know, that looks completely different to how, you know, it could have been in the first half. Arguably, we could have been two or three goals down but the second half completely different. You could tell looking at the Dave Chandler interview post-match that he clearly wasn't impressed and had yet again imposed himself on the lads at half-time. And I think that's a good sign that, you know, although we've won 4-0 and played some brilliant football in the second half, not taking away from that, you know, he, 
he expects this high standard, high performance all the time because that is what we need to maintain to be in this position in the league and to go through to get up to the Football League, hopefully at the end of this season. Do you know, have anything to add on that? Sure. I mean, Dave Chandler's got the ambition. He's, his ambition is the same as ours. He wants to get pulled out of this league, mm. into the Football League. And as you've said, his interview, he refused to be blinded by the fact that we won four nil and was quite openly to to open to admit to the fact that you know the scoreline really flattered us at half time could have been two three down, but you know last season we were on the receiving end of this you know this was us but again similar to a couple of performances already this season we've came out in the second half and we've shown what we've about we've come we've dominated the game good quality football, good passages of play and some really good solo efforts. Uh, goal, sorry. Yeah, from Gavin and um, Ryan Johnson. I mean, that's one thing. We've got to look at the positive. We went out second half and we showed them what we could play, what we're capable of. You know, this is what we need to do permanently. But the second half is how we should be playing. But I'm just, you know, teams like Notts County, Stockport, they will punish us as if we have a poor first half. You know, so going forward, we just need to make sure that that consistency is there. I mean, we're only three games in, so I'm sure that'll come game by game. But you can tell Dave is really demanding those high standards for 90 minutes. Next topic of conversation is standout players so far. As I said, it's only been three games, but there's been a few names, you know, that have really stood out for me. Dave Ferguson signed him from York. He has been unbelievable. You know, the quality that he brings, he's got a few assists. I think he, he's possibly one of the best, will prove to be one of the best signings moving forward. Nicky Featherston is just following on from where he left off really last season, controlling the ball in play in the middle of the park, um, composed, you know. I think under Dave Chalner, he's been, he's been a changed man. He's really, he's really found his feet and he's starting, he's always had that quality, but he's starting to consistently produce it. Ryan Johnson, also a shout. He came on for Gary Liddle, you know, away at Chesterfield, got a goal. Yesterday, he chips in with a brilliant finish away at Maidenhead. I mean, I've seen a large variety of people named on the Twitter when we put something out yesterday. And I think that just shows, you know, the quality that we've got in the squad. To start this, to start with only seven players contracted, but to move forward with these players that Day's brought in, I think, you know, it's a really good base and it's showing the quality that we do have. Has anyone stood out in particular for you, Davo? I'm going along the same lines as you. I'm looking at David Ferguson, who last year at York, a mass amount of assists and already contributed this season with a couple of assists. Mason Bloomfield, he came on in the second half against Aldershot, looked a real big threat up front. Nicky Beverston, as you've said, similar to last season, just continuing where he left off, really, dominating that the, the centre of the park, controlling the flow of the football. Houlihan, which it was funny, actually, because I seen a tweet yesterday saying he actually been, he's now been involved in 19 goals in his last 24 starts for Pulse, 11 goals, 8 assists. Mm. And when you think back over 12 months ago, he was struggling to even get in the team. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Johnson, who we signed the centre-back, came on as a sub in the Chesterfield game, scored a goal, and again, started on Saturday against Maidenhead and, and scored a quite an impressive finish for a centre-back. Yeah, 
I mean, moving forward, you know, I think this is possibly one of the best pool squads that, you know, we've ever had. You know, with Dave Chandler, he widens the net. He looks for players from different parts and of the country. And I think that's just one big change that we've really seen. His recruitment is so refreshing. I mean, we've mentioned this on past podcasts, but, you know, to widen the net, as I've said, and, and to look at different clubs that we perhaps haven't had relationships with before. And he's starting to build those. And I think that's so pivotal for moving forward and going to where Dave really wants us to move. So, following on from that, we now move on to this year's playing kits. And we've recently, if you haven't seen, it's still there, but we have recently run a poll on our Twitter page regarding the kits for this season. So, first of all, thank you to everyone who voted. 108 of you at the last look. 75% of you voted in favour of the away kit and 25% in favour of the home kit. And... Following on from that, I would say that I'm in agreement with the poll. I do like the look of the yellow and greenish away kit. Um, the home one for me, I'm seeing a lot of comments on social media. And the problem for me, I think the, the logo too far down towards the bottom of the shirt, you could go on, but as long as polls go up, that's all that matters. Jack, what do you think of this year's playing kits? Mate, I've got to agree with you and the and the poll. You know, the home kit when it came out, if you compare it to last season, I think it was a bit of a disappointment, really. As you say, the sponsor was really down low near the bottom. It was like a white line, looked like it had been dripped on it. But then the away kit came out and, you know, it gave me, I don't know, it filled me with hope a bit. You know, the last time we got promoted, um, I think it was away at Wickham. We wore, we were wearing a yellow kit. So that filled me with confidence straight away. And I really liked the, how it looked on the players, you know. And I think this could be a memorable shirt. You know, we've, we've just banged in six goals away from home in two games. So long may that continue. I'd just like to move on to the budget booster. Um, I mean, our amazing supporters yet again were extremely generous in donating um, and the club's delighted to confirm that £30,520 has been received from the budget booster campaign that was initiated earlier this year by Gary White. Dave Chandler said this is a fantastic achievement without which we would not have been able to bring in the recent loan signings of David Parkhouse, Enric Ravas and Lewis Cass to strengthen our squad in the week before the start of the season. A massive thank you to everyone who donated. And that was a total of 608 people who would put the money towards that. And hopefully Raj will match it like he promised. And, you know, there may be future strengthens available. In terms of injury news, um, Gary Liddell is the only notable injured player that he was out from the Chesterfield game. Interestingly, Davo, when we were speaking earlier, you highlighted the fact that Lids may struggle to actually return to the back four. Yeah, I mean, you look at Ryan Johnson, for example, um, obviously he replaced Little when he went off injured at the Chesterfield game, scored a goal. He started on Saturday and he scored another goal. Um, so come Tuesday, he'll be looking to get another one, probably. Um, Lewis Cass, as you've just mentioned, the loan signing, 
man of the match in the, the Aldershot game, the first game of the season. Mm. David Ferguson, he was the fat, the Northwest Corners man of the match against Chesterfields. And plus, he's already chipped in with a couple of sh- uh, assists this season. So there's a lot of, uh, there'll be a lot of pressing for starts, uh, especially in that back line. Mm. Then moving on, moving on to the match preview for Tuesday night. Um, I know you've looked at that, Davo. So if you could just tell us your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, going into this one, um, I think all of us, all of us Pulse fans have the right to be confident. Mm. We've won three games, three out of three games in seven days. Scored eight goals, conceded two. Um, just looking at Bromley there, they've played t- twice this season. Won one, lost one. Scoring five, conceding three times. Their recent outing was yesterday. Uh, they got beat 2-1 away at Torquay. So I think we've got every right to be confident in mm. this one and I am going for a Pulse win. Uh, what Have you got a prediction for Tuesday night, Jack? I think Tuesday night, I mean, one thing that's really important, I've said this from the start, is that, you know, if we get good results at home and we draw away, then that's going to be the type of form that, you know, we can carry on and hopefully, you know, get into that top seven there or thereabouts or even a bit higher. I don't want to be too ambitious and I really don't want to get carried away at this early stage after three games. But, you know, the lads are filling me with confidence with the three wins Um So I'm hoping, you know, that we have the quality to get another win over the line. I mean, as many Pools fans, I'm sure, will agree, and you yourself, as long as we get 1-0 win, or even if we can get a draw just to back up the recent results, you know, I think that'd be really, you know, a solid start. To think that we got 10 points from the opening four games would be brilliant. So anything draw, win would be fantastic. And I think that brings to an end our first podcast of season two. Um, from me and Davo, thanks so much for tuning in yet again. Hopefully it'll be another positive week ahead with hopefully a good result on Tuesday and then on Saturday away at Barnet. Keep the faith and never say die. days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com this podcast is proud to be part of the talk sport fan network talk sport powered by fans